Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're joining us, thank you for listening. Today, it's me, Danny, and unfortunately, I can't be joined by Dan because he's been left in London in a coma of wrestling and ale and football. It's been one of those days, but unfortunately, we're going to have to leave him. Dan, you're actually there. Can we get you on the phone? Shut up, you dickhead. Of course I'm here. Of course I'm here. I was the first one to land back home last weekend. You were indeed. You were indeed. And why was that? I was up. I was fresh. I thought I'd had about two hours sleep in the hostel. Some knobhead was snoring on the bed underneath me. Uh, <laughs> shouting, Liam! Shout, shouting his mate's name in his sleep. So, yeah, it oh, was that's, a stress. That's quite cute. <laughs> cute or extremely weird um but yeah so yeah I, I tell you what danny it took me a few days to recover i feel like i'm waking up in the mornings for work and i'm a bit like oh, i don't know if that's i don't know it was a long it was a quick weekend it flew by but it, it really did fly up floor by but it was non-stop really was non-stop. It. so to those of you who may have missed last week's episode uh, myself, Dan, Neil, Liam, and our friend Chris uh, all went and down Paul. to and Paul and Paul. Forgot about Paul because he's only there for the first day. Paul, Paul um, went down to London uh, on the Friday. Um, we went to Rev Pro's Summer Sizzler, and the main point of the journey was the next day, and that was for Royal, New Japan's Royal Quest. Um, which we've been looking forward to for quite some time. We returned on the Sunday, or most of us did. Paul was only there for the Summer Sizzler, because his two favourite wrestlers are Will Ospreay and David Starr. Um, what time did you get in, Dan? Were you one of the first there? Uh, yeah, so I basically... I think you, you'd already all started travelling, hadn't you? Um, it was about... I don't know, about, about 10am. I got the train from Preston, a nice little two-hour train. And uh, yeah, that was it. It was a nice train down. I had uh, my friend's disabled rail card pass, which got me a cheeky little £32 off the train fare. If you're listening, Virgin, <laughs> fuck you. Um, but yeah, saved myself 32 quid. Um, and I think I was the first to arrive. So on your request, I headed to the Euston Tap, which was a really, really nice bar. Actually, I was quite impressed with it. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's, uh, well, uh, you know, you could then go there and spend the £32 you've stolen from Virgin. Um, the the, the uh, Euston Tap is great. It's mostly outdoor. There is an indoor bit and an upstairs. Um, but it's got so many different beers on, and it's just a great place to meet up, especially in the sunshine. Yeah, how um, long's I, it been there? How long's it been there, Danny? I've been drinking in there for the last four or five years. Um, <laughs> when I, It's always my go-to place um, or, or have a few drinks before I, I, I go back um, if it's a, if I'm going back in the afternoon. But it, it, it's a lovely place. And as I say, loads of different craft there and real, real ales, um, loads of nice lagers and IPAs. So it was good. It was good. I was actually the last one to arrive um, and they were all there. And we were, I had our WhatsApp group going and we were chatting and I said, Right, I can see BT Tower, which anyone coming into Houston knows you're getting off in about three, four minutes. Um, so I can see BT Tower. Will somebody get me a drink in? <laughs> Not one I, of them bastards got me it. a drink in. 
the only thing, the only one that saw it was Dan, and he didn't get a drink, and he just made a funny comment. <laughs> well, I, I can't. I think there was a reason for it. I don't know what it was. It's I think because I you thought, hate me. No, I just feel like I remember thinking, all right, I'll get Danny a beer, and then uh, I don't know. I think I got distracted. <laughs> so yeah, we had a uh, we had a good few drinks there, didn't we, mate? We um, kept on trying to decide whether it was worth having food or not. Um, and I didn't bother. I can't remember whether you got something. Um, Packing up. And then we all went back to our hotels, in my case, hostels in Dan's case, or oh. uh, um, dropped our bags off and then decided to meet in Bethnal Green for Rev Prep. Um, now, Paul, Paul was only with us for, um, for the night, and by the time Dan, who's got his tickets, comes back, we've missed the pre-show, um, and we're just there. Uh, we just got in on time, didn't we? Right. See, I don't know. It was Neil who had the tickets. But, um, yeah, so Neil, the problem that we had, yeah, I feel like we'd stayed a little bit too long. No, the problem we had when we got to where we were staying at Clapham Junction, yeah, instead of going straight to the hotel while the hostel, we uh, we went to the pub. We had uh, a beer. Oh, in- <laughs> well, this is new information. So we had a beer in the pub next to uh, Clapham Junction <laughs> and uh, we was watching Sky Sports News for a bit and then I think we just like lost track of time um, yeah. and then Neil took us the wrong way towards the hotel. Uh, Liam stopped to get something to eat, uh, which <laughs> a bit of a trend of the weekend. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, um, so then we went to the to the hostel and I don't know, I feel like it just took a while. We, we went to the taxi rank because we, we got a decent price for a taxi. Um, and then it never showed up. So we wasted about half an hour doing that. So then we got the trams or whatever, the undergrounds. And uh, yeah, so we was a bit late. Paul Paul was a bit worried, weren't he, that he was going to miss it, I think. But Yeah, well, you, you got there just, just come in time. Right. Yeah, yeah. We, we got there just in time. We'd had a few drinks in the pub outside your call with Paul. Um, and then we got in. And as usual, it is absolutely roasting in there. Um, walked in, 1,200 people, got our place, um, couldn't find the seating because they're taking all the seating charts down where you'd say uh, block A, block B, block C. Couldn't find the seat, so we just decided to stand along the uh, along the back end of, by the bar um, and went on to what, what I thought was a pretty good show with a great atmosphere. Ugh. You were stood on the other end opposite us. You you didn't agree at all, did you? No, we so we were sat at the opposite end um, to where Danny was. So if you've ever been to York Hall, you, Danny was stood. If you picture where the long queue to the bar is, you were just stood just past that, uh, sort of like at the entrance rampway, whereas we was at the back towards where like the merch tables were. But yeah, so we were sat down. And it was just... I had a really bad view. Um... You couldn't stand up every time you stood up. The overzealous uh, security would tell you to sit down. It was hot. I thought, I don't know, Danny, what it is, right? I, I've watched a lot of shows at York Hall on uh, VOD. And in the building was just ex- the complete opposite to what it looks like on the VOD. It looks quite spacious, I think, on the VOD. It looks, I don't know, like the venue looks a bit bigger 
Whereas I'm used to, whenever I've been to like the indie shows in the UK, it's probably been a progress at those old two venues, and those are much better, well, the more modern venues. I much yeah. prefer those venues. It's probably the worst venue I've watched wrestling in the UK for me. I know you like it, but like even for the Fight Club Pro shows we've been to, the very the big rooms aren't they? Those fight at the hangar? Is it the hangar? Yeah, they're they're old warehouses, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it was just it was I think what it was, it just wasn't what I expected. So it took yeah. me and I also I don't like getting to a show and boom the action's going. Um but yeah that probably because you went to the pub. Yeah, but I tell you what what also soured me, right, Danny, I, literally this they need to sort this out, right? What the hell was that cue for the bar? Oh, um, I'll be honest with you. I, yeah, I mean, first of all, what I'd say about your call is I, I love your call. I love the atmosphere there. Um, what, what I can equate it to is I'm an Evertonian, and Goodison Park is one of those grounds you either love or you hate. Um, I, it's an old, a very old style ground. You've still got wooden seats in there in certain, in certain stands. But you know what? It's something special and it makes a hell of a noise when it gets going. Um, and that's what I'd equate your call to. It is a very old school um, place. It's the kind of place that you used to see on um, ITV on when British wrestling was on television. Um, <clears throat> but you're right, mate. I, I said to you, um, that cue for the bar, I said, I think I said to you, O'Neill, leave it till the second match, the queue will be down, which is... We, which was always the case. Now, bear in mind, I haven't been since I think it was 2017. Um, and the bar didn't clear until the last match. And we managed to get one drink in there on the last match. I went up 10 minutes later and the bar had shut. Um, so, yeah, you're absolutely right. They, they do need to get something sorted out there because that queue was just massive throughout. Yeah. It led from the bar right the way back to the back of the building, and even if they've got, even if they open a couple of bottle bars here and there, um, to where they're just selling bottles, um, and it's pop like a pop up bar type thing, they need to do something because that'll take some of the mass away from the the main bar. Um, but yeah, um, getting into the show, I oh, thought, I, I'd not finished complaining oh, about the bar, you know, right? You know, so, so, so. So this cue, Danny, yeah, it's that. I can't, I'm not like, are people, if you're like listening and you're thinking, oh, it's just a cue. This cue is basically going from in line with the ring right to the back of the building. Yeah. It's just cued. So instead of people being able to stand at that side and watch the show, which I would have done because the view from where we were sat was terrible. <clears throat> it was just a cue, if that makes sense. So instead of being able to stand there and watch the wrestling from there, it was just basically there for the queue. But um, another thing that Dan, no, I know we're in London, yeah, but I tell you what, six pound for a can of recordling, right? I, are you taking the piss? Like the lager that they had on offer was crap. Six pound for a can of recordling. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, six quid for a little can. I, I went, got, I, I made the mistake, Danny, right, of going to get some a drink for everyone, yeah. So I thought, I'll just get them two cans, you know, so it'll last so we don't have to come back to the queue. Yeah? Right? Yeah. I got six cans of Recordling, yeah? And Paul, a vodka and coke or something, yeah? £40. Mm. 
£40. And I just thought, do you know what? This is disgusting. 40 quid. I could nip to the off-license round the corner, get six cans for about a fiver. I know I'm paying for in a venue, but I just thought, 40 quid. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not for me, that. We're not in America now. We're in some fucking shithole on the outskirts of London. But, um, yeah. So I didn't you really do, like the venue, Danny. And then you, that- do sound, you do sound like a proper northerner there, mate, to be fair. Um, what about that Blackpool fan? Oh, listen to this, everyone, right? So... Preston, who are my team, are in the division above Blackpool. Let me just repeat that. Preston are in the division above Blackpool, right? So, talking to this Blackpool fan, right? So, Preston are sixth in the league. Seventh, maybe, right? We've had a good start to the season, yeah? So, talking to this Blackpool fan. And uh, so, I'm saying, oh, you've had a good start. Blackpool down in the division below North End, right? And he looks at me and he goes... Yeah, he went, he went, to be honest with you, I wouldn't really worry. Dead serious. I wouldn't even really worry about uh, Preston this season. I think you'll stay up. <laughs> I thought, you think we'll stay up? We're six. So is he taking the piss? I was like, what do you mean you think we'll stay up? We're six. He was like, well, I, I think you'll I think you just about stay up. I think you've just about got the players. I thought, fucking hell. So what's up with this guy? But yeah. He was on. Right. That, that seemed to be the theme of the weekend, then, didn't it? Um, especially with when the leads, um, <laughs> the, the results. Oh, I think I think you'll stay up, Neil. I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Um, so but, should we yeah, run through this? Should we run through the show like you said you wanted to? Yeah. I, I think we. Sh- I think we should. Really, shouldn't we? Um, there was um, the the one we didn't see. There was a dark match with uh, a couple of the young lions um, against a couple of the. Um, the lower-ranked ref pro guys. So it was uh, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks of the LA De- Dojo versus Carlos Romo, Dan McGee, and Curtis Chapman. Um, you joke? No, I didn't even know. I've been watching the Young Lions tournament. I've really enjoyed some of the stuff in it as well. I didn't know that was even on. Someone could have told me. Fucking hell! Well, you weren't there because you were in a pub. Um, if someone had said, "Oh yeah, the Young Lions," Alex Alex Coughlin, he's he's amazing. Him. He was great in his match at the uh, at Corricanol the other day. Good stuff. Um, we had a singles match where Gabriel Kebb defeated Sean Jackson. Pretty so. poor match, um, in my opinion, but it was quick. It was uh, it was the first match out. Wasn't very impressed by it. It certainly wasn't a high-energy starter. Um, singles match with Rob Lyers defeating TK Cooper by the uh, camps out. Tico Cooper, I feel so sorry for at the moment. He just doesn't seem to be getting any traction. And he's actually a really talented guy. Um, then we start... Fucking okay, hell, you're not going to ask me my thoughts on the thing. Well, I, I, I think with these lower matches, I, I didn't know where I was actually going to come to you on this next one. Um, so, <laughs> Mush the, tag, the tag team match was between CCK, um, Chris Brooks and Jonathan Gresham versus Dan Baloney and MK McKinnon. And it finished in a no contest. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Dan? So, so you feel so left out? Well, this match, Danny, this was the one. I've seen MK McKinnon a few times, right? For people who might not have seen him, he's like he doesn't look like a wrestler. He's dead weedy. He just he just he just looks like your typical two thousand and two indie wrestler, right? And um, so, but he is actually pretty good, or at least he was. So he's in this match, and. It, I'm pretty sure, Danny, he's trying to leap over. So picture, is it the Hardy boys? They do that spot, don't they, where uh, Matt yeah. Hardy gets down on his back and Jeff Hardy leaps up, 
climbs on his back, goes over into it into uh, the opposition. So MK McKinnon tries to do this on Dan Maloney to get to Jonathan Gresham on the outside. So he does it, slips. Slips. It was really awkward. He slipped. It was like the point, one of them awkward spots in wrestling where you look away and you just think, oh, fuck's sake. Right? So then, I hate it. It's one of my pet hates in wrestling when they repeat a spot. If you're repeating yeah. a spot, unless it's the finish of a match, which you might need to do, yeah. Or if you, To me, if you're repeating a spot... <laughs> well, in, this, in this case, it, it was. was. Yeah, but if you're repeating a spot in the middle of the match, Danny, you just you just forget about it. Do you know what I mean? You just forget about yeah. it. By repeating it, you're basically telling the audience, which we already know, but do you know what I mean? I try to, like, withhold my... Sp- I don't know what the term is. Anyway, suspend my disbelief. That's the term I'm looking for, right? So he repeats it again. And it's like, by repeating again, you're just telling me it's scripted. I've got to do this move. Because that's what we planned beforehand, and I don't want that. But and then he goes to do it again, and he falls again. He slips on his ass for a second time. Oh, I can't wait to watch that back on the VOD. But the, that's that's how Jay Lethal got injured, isn't it? The when he slipped, he actually went over the second time. He actually hit Jay Lethal, and he's landed on his foot. Jonathan um, Gresham. Jonathan like Gresham, sorry, not Jay Lethal. Um, so he's landed on Jonathan Gresham's foot. Jonathan Gresham has rolled out the ring because he's realised he's hurt himself, and then he couldn't continue. That's yeah. what I hate. That's that's what hurt him. The way he fell, the way MK McKinnon fell on Gresham's leg. So not only has he botched a move, he's then repeated it again unnecessarily and injured someone, causing the end of the match. I'm just, don't get me wrong, I'm sure he didn't do it intentionally, but it did look bad. Um, and, yeah, it was uh, it was ruled a no contest. The referee threw up the X. Um, the paramedics next who were stood next to us um, went into the ring, um, took uh, Jonathan Gresham to the back. Uh, Chris had asked, how is he doing? And the, uh, the uh, paramedics there who weren't wrestling fans, but were also on, they, they must have got, well paid because they were on the for the real quest the next night as well. Um, so I think that must be Andy Q's uh, go-to medical team. Um, fairness to them, they were over there quickly, and he said he's just a, he he's just ruptured what was a previous injury. Um, he's going to be fine, but he might be out for a couple of weeks. Um, so that that was where we were up to. It was it was a shame. I always enjoy seeing Jonathan Gresham in the ring. We didn't really get to see too much of him. Um, but there we go. That's, that's what's happened. Sometimes these things are unavoidable. Right, um, yeah. The next match, Danny, I had made my... I think this is when I made my second trip to the bar. Because I remember uh, hearing Sonada's music and I just thought, right, time to go and get a drink. So if you want to talk about this match... Because I literally didn't see any of it from the bar. Right, okay. Um, this was probably my... One of my favourite matches of the night. Um, as most people who, who know, I'm not haven't been overly uh, overly big on Sonada. It's that paradise lock that he does that drives me fucking insane. But I think he's a fantastic wrestler. Um, the place absolutely blew up when Sonada come out here. Uh, the match was Sonada versus Hikuleo, um, Speedball Mike Bailey, who I just love seeing in, um, in British wrestling rings. I don't get to see as much of them as he used to, but um, hopefully we'll see a lot more of them going forward. I was also joined by Robbie Eagles, 
Rocky Romero, and somebody I was seeing for the first time, a cruiserweight luchador who's actually French called Sense Volta. He was great, weren't he? I did actually very, see some of his moves from the bar. I, I was very, very, so never heard of him before, never seen him before. I was very, very impressed. I'm going to be looking some of his stuff up on YouTube later on today. Um, but it was, it was a good match. As I said, always enjoy seeing Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, Sonada wins, get, get, get to it as we expected him to do after the reaction he got. And obviously, he's going to be put in quite a strong position going forward by New Japan by the looks of things. Oh. Um, so uh, we're looking at uh, the Road to Royal Quest Tag Team Tournament Final. Um, now, this was another strange one. This was Aussie Open, Carl um, Fletcher and Mark Davis. And they were facing Josh Bolton and Shah Samuel. <laughs> I like you take this one, mate. Fucking all right. So th- th- these two are having an average indie match. It's all right. Do you know what I mean? It's all right. And then I think or about what maybe eight minutes in or something like that. Eight yeah. minutes in. And, uh, yeah, Aussie Open. They- they've been having people who don't watch Rev Pro. I don't really watch Rev Pro, but I like filled myself in before the show. They've been having like a feud for a few months now. This was the blow off. And uh, yeah, so eight minutes in. For some bizarre reason, the referee, Aussie Open hit, just your standard two-count move. The referee, I don't know why, he counts three. He counts three, and the match is over. Probably about five, ten minutes short of the original plan, I'm guessing. Um, I would certainly think so. Yeah, because it was just, no, it was random. It was, to be honest, at this point when this happened, Danny, I'm sat there and I'm thinking, fucking hell, what am I doing here? I've had, I've watched a match end via count out. I've watched a match that's ended via a no contest because some idiot tried doing a move twice and then injured someone. I've watched a match featuring fucking Sonada, and then I've watched the next match where the referees botched it up. So that's four matches with horrific conclusions. Um, Then, Danny, I heard that Josh Bolden beat up the referee, but from our vantage point and Neil waving his arms everywhere, I don't think I saw it. Or I didn't notice it. Well, we did notice it. Um, as I say, we were nearly directly opposite you. So um, <clears throat> what had happened is that from what, we, from what we've been told, the, the referee counts the three incorrectly. But referees are told, if you see the shoulders down, you count the three. That's, that's just general wrestling. Um, they will tell you to do that in most places. So obviously the referee has been told to do this. The problem was, from what I understand and what from other people have said, was quite a lot of people who saw that um, he clearly had his shoulder up, Josh Bolden. It was it was up. He, he, he moved it. You know, so there shouldn't have been a pinfall cancer. Um He swiped at the referee, um, and obviously Rev, Rev Pro were replacing their referees because. They've gone to NXT UK, so they're quite young and maybe a little bit inexperienced, or not done it on a bigger stage. As this maybe done it on more local indies where you're looking about 100, 100 to 150 people in the show. Um, and all of a sudden, they're refereeing big time matches in the British wrestling show. So, I don't know what's caused it. It looks that Bowden did swipe out on him. Um, I mentioned last week that, um, Josh Bowden 
is one of the most talented guys, but never gets a chance anywhere really outside the ref pro because of his perceived attitude. Um, I just want to say at this point, three times I saw Josh Bowden spitting on fans. Um, another time he went for a fan in the front row, who was probably being a bit of a dickhead. I don't know. Um, but as soon as the fan and his mates went back for him, um, he didn't go anywhere near them again. Um, so I think Josh Bowden really got to take a look, especially that spitting on people. Nobody is paying between twenty-five and sixty pounds to be fucking spat on. If he um, did that, if he did that to me, I'd be going mad. I'd be wanting, I'd be wanting me, me money back. Honestly, spitting is the most disgusting thing. Mm. I mean, it is. Um, you, you're one of the first people to, you know, to criticise progress. But when Spike Trevay did that at progress, uh, where he actually didn't even spit, he spit champagne at someone in the crowd. Um, and they said, this isn't going to happen again. They, they completely stopped it. I think Trevay even apologised. Um, so, you know, at least they, they've cancelled out. This has been going on for years with Josh Bowden and Rev Pro. Um, it, it, we, we shouldn't be seeing it. In, in, as I say, I've got to say, he is one of my favourite people to watch. And he is a heel, and I understand that. But just don't fucking spit on people. It's irrelevant, no. I'm sorry, but if you punch him referees, spitting on people, just basically acting like a dick, can't yeah. get away with that in 2019. You cannot get away with that. Do you know what I mean? I know it's wrestling, but at the end of the day... This referee, yeah? say at your office, Danny, yeah? someone mi- makes a mistake, a big mistake, yeah? you're not going to walk up to him and smack him over the head, are you? So it doesn't give the right for wrestlers to do that. I know it's a different world, but it's out of order. It's a working environment at the end of the day, and this little prick needs to grow up. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, we'll move on from that, but it did seem that the referee um, made the mistake, Um I think later in one of the matches, they also the same referee uh, also got struck by somebody else, but I think it was very much more and more of a joking sense. Um, but to be fair to the referee, he actually sold it as well. Um, so we move on from that, and we've got um, G.O.D. come out, which is probably one of the moments of the night, after Ozzy yep. celebrating in the ring. Um, Charles Samuel did try and cover over the whole messing around saying that we're going to come for you again and all this, but he's actually off to WWE, I'm told, so I don't think that's very likely. Um, And Gorillas of Destiny come down to a quite surprising and huge ovation. Um, There was very natural um, dueling chants. It wasn't like it was it was like people can feel like you're being forced to do it. Yeah, It was very much the people who were chanting for Gorillas of Destiny were champing for Gorillas of Destiny. They weren't also champing for Aussie Open. And I think um, Tamatanga was that um, impressed with the whole situation that he actually got, got his phone out and started recording it at one point, um, which, which again, was not something you'd normally see. I don't know whether he went live on Facebook with it or what have you, but it was it was a really good moment. Um, and then they got out the ring and went on to the undisputed British Cruiserweight title. Um, probably my favourite match of the night. Um, it was the it was the best match, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and and I've also got a little confession to make. Um, <laughs> um, 
to beg mother to do it uh, live on the podcast. Um, but yeah, we'll let you take this one, Lee. El Fantasmo versus Michael Oku, who's also known as the Oddsmo. He's also known as Michael Oku. Um, right, so ELP. That's what I just Michael... said. Yeah, I know. But ELP versus Michael Oku, Danny. It... I don't know. If you'd have seen this match like a year ago, it would have been completely different. Michael Oku has basically burst onto the British independent scene. Uh, ELP completely transformed himself from like your opening match flippy guy with a few climbing the rope spots into a great heel. Um, so this just made for a great dynamic. It was a great match. Uh, Michael Oku, Danny, I think is possibly going to be your next big UK star. However, we all know what that means. NXT UK will probably be sniffing around his door. I don't, mean, don't, don't. No, I'm not going to rant. I'm not going to rant, but that, that's just probably what's going to happen in it. Um, I'd be surprised if it didn't. But what this guy needs is give him give him 18 months. If, if, if Triple H, if you're listening, which I'm pretty sure you're not, if you're listening, just give this guy 18 months on the independent scene. Let him get better, get better. And then if you must take him away from us, sign him to your piece of shit company. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it was a really good match, Danny. That that's basically all I've said. I want to know. I want to know what you're on about. What what's your confession you've got to make? If it's too bad, we'll edit it out. Yeah, it's probably well. You know, I've said to you last week. I said we talked and we've said, oh, uh, Mike, Michael Oku, and uh, we've seen him here. You, you you remember in New York and this that he faced Brian Cage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen him many, many times. I just didn't realise Michael Oku and the Ojmo were the same person. Um, yeah, so that's me. Um, oh. I've seen him at many progress shows um, as the Ojmo. Um, I've seen a documentary about him. Uh, it wasn't a documentary, it was one of these shows that um, progress did on the network. Um, I've seen him in all sorts of different things. But, uh, and in different uh, different companies as well. But I never really paid that much attention to him because he was usually a lower card guy. So the Ojmo is a name that sticks out. Michael Oku, maybe not so much. Um, and yeah, it's the same guy. So yeah, I, I've seen him quite a lot. <laughs> he, and I think we're going to be, I, I imagine, Danny, if we go to Tampa, I can, imagine, I, can, <laughs> I can imagine him being all over the indie shows that weekend. Yeah, and I'd hope so as well. I, I'd really hope so. I think every every year you have the um, you have the you know the one who's the one person who's over everything. I think last year it was um, it, if it wasn't Will Osprey, then it was uh, Robbie Eagles. He was on near enough every show. Orange um, Cassidy, Orange, Orange Cassidy, Cassidy was on everything. Christ. Um, so, so yeah, hopefully I, that would be a good. Do you know what? That would actually be something great for him, for him to aim for, um, yeah. for, for next year, but you uh, even the year after, because as you say, he's only very young into it. Uh, but yeah, that's be, my that's gonna, my big confession. Be, I thought you was gonna say something, Danny. Like, well, while this match was going on, I really needed the toilet, so I turned around and I had a piss oh, in the shit myself. I thought that's I, I thought myself. <laughs> Oh, it was something like that. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, so we need to get that Tampa trip booked. We need um, to get booked, Danny. Tampa trip. 
I have not committed to any Tampa. You go into Tampa. I, I know that you are. I know you've not committed to it. You're like, oh, I'm only 60% sure. I'm not. Suzuki Goon, Minoru oh. Suzuki, and Zack Sabre Jr. went on to uh, face Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada next. And wow, what again, I've got to say, what an atmosphere that was created here. Um, they, they'd done a press conference where they'd done a signing. It, just as we were walking in for the um, the match signing for the next day in the uh, the copper box, this was this was a really great fun match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was good. It was exactly what you'd sort of expect from these two, these four. It's, wasn't it? it's a build up. To the, it's a build up. It's a promotion for the next day. It's a chance to say everyone stay. If you haven't got your tickets, get them now. Um, yeah, and Sick. it was. Sabre gets the win in this match, doesn't he? Which I think, I, I don't know, I said to Neil or Liam, I was like, well, Tanahashi is winning that match tomorrow. I was certain Tanahashi was going to win yeah. that match. Yeah, but, no, and, 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 you know, as it turns out, you were right. Um, but we'll go into that a bit more detail. Um, the, last, um, the last one, uh, the last match of the night, which <sighs> a lot of people hated, I... Don't have any problem with it. it was oh, Danny, you were you was walking on. out. You was walking out of your car looking like someone had just bitch slapped you. No, Korea versus Control of Rev Pro. Uh, Will Osprey, Will Osprey acting on behalf of uh, Andy Q defeats uh, David Starr, who is not going to perform in Rev Pro again. Or well, we'll see. Um, I thought this was a fantastic match. I think. People were put off by the last ten minutes or the last five minutes of the match. Last um, when the uh, when the overbooking started coming into play, um, but I think it was overbooked for a reason. Um, I think there had to be something done here. There had to be the involvement of Andy Kibb. There had to be the involvement of um, David ha- David Starr's um, personal referee. Um, they had to equate back because this has been an 18-month build. Um, so I think that they had to accommodate them in the match. And it, it did have to be a non-Rev Pro-style main event. Um, you feel com- quite differently, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do feel quite differently, Danny, right? Yeah, 18-month build, right? I'm going to just bust some of these off, right? Let's be brutally honest. No fuckers watching Rev Pro On Demand. The On Demand is fucking terrible. I was a member of it. Paying my money watching the shows. Every show that I watch is pausing after 10 minutes. I can't get it working. And every other on-demand service I have is fine. So nobody's watching the uh, the on-demand of Rev Pro. You might have a couple of people, right? This show is the one show of the year, except maybe the WrestleMania shows, where I would like to say that a big chunk of that crowd are just there for the New Japan show tomorrow. I don't think a lot of that crowd are Rev big Rev Pro fans, if I'm honest. I think there's a, yeah, this was the week, the show, where you would have had a lot of just New Japan fans, yeah? You had Paul Paul, who Will Ospreay and David Starr are his two favourite wrestlers. This summed the match up for me. They're his two favourite wrestlers, yeah? He's come all the way down for this match, yeah? Right? And he didn't like it. He These two are his favourite wrestlers, and he did not like this match, Yeah? That just summed it up for me. It was just the crowd. I'm sorry, the crowd were fucking dead for most of this match. They were 
right? It was, if you're going to do this bullshit finish, yeah, which I understand is part of the storyline, blah, 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 right? Whatever, it's a stupid storyline anyway. Do you know what I mean? But if it's part of the storyline, you've got to do it, yeah? Do not give us 30 minutes of pro wrestling building to what we was hoping to be a great finish if you're just going to give us 15 minutes of shit. This match, Danny, went on and on and on. So, comparison is, I watched Suzuki against Okada the next day, which was like, what, 35 minutes or something. It felt like about 15 minutes. I watched this match, and the amount of times I must have checked my phone to see the time. I was thinking, is this going to end? What is it? It was just going on and on. It was a bad match with a shit finish. If they'd have just had Andy Quild and Danny involved in the finish, yeah? You know, like, just like, I don't know. Just for one move, he was involved in it. Fair enough, but he's in the ring. He's out of the ring. They're just, it's going on and on. It was the most overbooked piece of shit match I've ever watched. And I love Will Ospreay. I love David Starr. But this match, I just thought, was terrible. I hated this match. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it was, do you know what I mean? It was 25 minutes of fine, good wrestling. But why have I sat and watched that if you just if it's not building anywhere? If it was for me, it was a 40 minute match for the sake of having a 40 minute match. This show was already too long as it was. Yeah, this show, show went about four hours, Danny. Yeah, right. We also had stupid. We had a count out finish, a no contest finish, and then we get a bullshit finish in the main event. And this is all an event that is basically full of New Japan fans. It just I didn't like it. Do you know what I mean? I right. respect okay. that you I'm, did. I'm going I'm, I'm to have to answer some of them points. Right. You go to any... Uh, Summer Sizzler is one of the biggest shows for um, for, for Pro. You go to any of those, and they're usually sold out. Usually sell out with a week's notice. Not now. They sell, they sell out. Yeah, now they do. They do, because I was looking at to go into the last one. Um, the last big show, I think, was the Pack Osprey. Um, and they were sold out. Yeah, that was because it was Pack Osprey. The, the last York Hall. I've looked at. I've looked at it previously. If they don't sell out, I'm talking about the big shows now, not the not the smaller shows, the ones that are at York Hall. If they don't sell out, they're very close to sell out. Um, well, the last so one didn't. Danny. This, it was nowhere near this, in May. Which which one? The one in May. The one in May where it was uh, David Starr against ELP ladder match. There was loads of tickets left. Nice. Okay. Well, I don't think I don't know which which one it was. Um, the last one. one. Be, 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 they, they sold out before NXT UK and that prick Triple H came and ruined independent wrestling. But yeah, they'd sell out there. Yeah. Well, hang on, hang on. Let me let me let me sort this out. I'm going to go through another few points as well. Um, right. When you've got you said it didn't the, the match didn't build to anything. It wasn't supposed to build to anything. It was supposed to end something, um, which is what it's what it's done. As I say, I can appreciate that um, the, it's not for everyone. Um, and I can appreciate that not everyone is going to like every match. But the reason it didn't build to anything was because it was ending something. Um, that was the end of of that feud. Now, Epic Encounter was the, um, was the last one, which was David Starr versus ELP. And it's still saying there was over... A thousand people saying of the one thousand plus here. Um so there's about three hundred it didn't, it didn't it didn't sell out, but it's still you know, it, it's still very uh, very yeah. close to sell out. And I, I know what but, you're saying, Dolly. I just see the thing is the thing I is I respect what you're saying. 
you see, the thing is, unfortunately, you 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 also about the on-demand services. Um, I don't know about the troubles that you've had with them because the I it's been one of my most that and progress as the Brit Res ones have always been the most um, strongest. But saying that, I don't have many good internet signals, so I can't criticise their um, their streaming services. Also, they get the shows up very quickly as well. Um, Summer Sizzler's not up yet. It's not up yet, to be fair. I'll be <laughs> um, but, but Danny, no, I, no, I'm not having a normally they Normally, they would have it up within three yeah, days. I know. But you've said you, you, you've got to watch what you say because there's going to be Rev Pro fans that, you know, that, that will listen to this and think, well, no, fuck you. I do subscribe and I watch it every week and I do go there and it's not full of fucking New Japan fans. It probably is because it's the same style of wrestling. Um, unfortunately, what we saw in the main events, or fortunately, depending which way you look at it, wasn't an actual typical Rev Pro show, but it's what they wanted to end the, the feud with. Yeah, I can understand that, Danny. I just feel like it was the wrong match for the wrong crowd. Do you know what I mean? I think it might have worked. Yeah, I, no, to, be fair, yeah. to be fair, that, that, that's not a bad analogy at all. Right. Um, but everyone left that building. I, you know, you know what it's like when you leave a building. You can tell, can't you, about the, the sort of atmosphere. And I just felt leaving that building, it wasn't yeah, like everyone was like, "Oh, what a great show!" It was more, it was more like quiet, like right, where, where, what, where are we going next? What are we going on? Do you know what I mean? It was sort of like uh, people. It wasn't like, "Oh, what a show!" Which I've been a part of loads of times. Do you know what I mean? It was it was sort of like walking out of WrestleMania uh, 34 after that Roman Brock main event where everyone was just looking at each other like... The fucking Fuck. crowd driven that. <laughs> anyway. Oh, just, let's, let's not get started on that. <laughs> right. that again. So um, that was the Rev Pro show, Danny, right? I'm going to be honest. I've just told Danny this before. And basically, my washing, my dryer is fucked, right? For, for listeners, right? So whenever I put clothes in my dryer, yeah, the sensors on it have gone... So they will dry for 20 minutes and then stop. So when I'm drying my clothes, every 20 minutes, I have to get up and restart the dryer. So with that said, I'm going to get up and restart the dryer. Danny, lead us into uh, whatever you want to lead us into. The Our big day in front of the West End fans. Uh, well, that, uh, that night we went back. Me and Chris are basically... I think Chris had had a, a sandwich... Um, and because we were getting back over to Woolwich Arsenal, there was no food on. Um, there was no takeaways open. There was nothing. Um, we didn't even have a drink after the show. Um, so we were absolutely starving. Um, got up the next day. And we headed to um, Stratford. Um, we met Dan and uh, Neil and Liam in a pub in Stratford. Um, surrounded by West Ham fans. Chris is a Man United fan, um, and we wanted to go and watch the match with him, which was the early kickoff. Uh, we got into this pub, and it was actually, it was actually really reasonable. Um, it was a nice boozer. It was quite modern, um, and the, the drinks prices were great. However, you just couldn't get there because it was that packed. Finally, we got around that. Uh, United got beat, and... We got set to go to the Copper Box Arena. Um, Dan, are you back with us? Yeah, and we took the piss out of Leeds getting beat. Yeah, we did. We did. You want to tell us about that? 
Yeah, so basically, Neil, who is uh, like obsessed with Leeds, he's always like, oh, Leeds are going up, Leeds, 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 right? So we're in the queue, yeah, all weekend, we've been, oh, Leeds, all week in the build-up, or I think we're going to, we're at least going to win the league by 20 points. And no, he's not even saying it tongue-in-cheek, I genuinely think he believes they're going to win the league by 20 points. So we're in the queue, and uh, I'm there checking the PNE score, it's 1-1. And then I thought, I'll just check how leads are going on. Literally, as I have flash score opened, it changed from nil-nil to one-nil Swansea with fucking Wayne Routledge, the fucking legend, scoring in the 91st minute. So we got all the phones out. We got on FaceTime to Neil. The entire queue's loving the fact that Leeds have lost and everyone's just laughing at Neil, who thought we was joking. <laughs> he he yeah. was that confident he was he was not going to lose that he just laughed it off when we said that Swansea had made it 1-0, thought we were winding him up. <laughs> well, you did your little review and your, your uh, cup piece on the, uh, your call. I've got to say my piece about the copper box. Oh. Um, probably the best arena-style um, venue that I have watched wrestling in the UK. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, they got good, good. We had great seats. We were on the um, we were on the balcony, but we were on the front row. Um, we had leg room, um, and the actual the actual arena itself was built for basketball and netball, I believe, in the London Olympics. So it's got a very high, um, you're very close to the action, but at the same time, it's got a very steep uh, stands. And for me, it was such an intense atmosphere in there. It was, it was so good. When we got in, there was two merch desks, one either side. Um, they were swamped, to be fair. Um, but if you go further in, there was many concessions. It was ease of access to get to them. Uh, what I would say is paying six quid for a pint in in London is not in a London arena is not bad at all. And they were and good beers six, as well. And for that six pound, it was pints peroni as well. Food was good. Um, you weren't completely ripping you off for your food. You were, were still playing arena prices. Um, the sound system was good. It wasn't too hot. It was just a really really good place to watch wrestling from. Um, and I would love to see New Japan. Or anyone else go back there, to be quite honest with you. It was a year to the day that I went to, um, I think it was three or four years ago, I went to watch WWE at the O2. Uh, I love the O2 because it's just cavernous. And again, the ease of access there is fantastic. However, this was an intimate an intimate venue. And I would go back there with any, any company. Honestly, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, you went to go watch WWE at the old two. What did they did they do like one random show there? Yeah, it was one random show. It was basically they were coming over from um, the west coast of America, um, and they were either going to um, uh, Southeast Asia or Australia. Right. Um, so basically, they had to do a stop in England, or the, I can't remember why, uh, but, or they may have just come from a, a European tour. And then the, the the groups were splitting up, but it was just it wasn't even a Raw or a SmackDown. It was just WWE Live. You had both both teams on it. It was a really good show actually. Um, but it was random. It was just one show in the middle of September for no reason. Yeah, I think I remember. I remember what you were saying, Danny, about um, about the Copper Box. I completely agree. That is 
for me, I'm going to be honest, it's the best venue, arena-style venue I've watched wrestling in. Uh, it, along with MSG, it's my favourite place I've ever watched a wrestling show in. I just thought it was... I can't explain, Danny. It it felt how I, how I sort of how like it didn't feel like your typical English American arena. So if if you ever watch a Raw, if you ever watch a SmackDown, all the arenas look the same. In in England, in USA, they all look the same, don't they? Do you know what I mean? But this it had different coloured seats. There wasn't a bad view in the house. I don't think we had a great seat. Didn't we? He was basically on the upper deck, but on the front row bang in line with a ring great seats um it was just the leg room was great there was plenty of room like danny said uh it, it took how, how long did it take me to queue up for a beer about five or ten minutes do you know yeah. what i mean tops at the very max uh six pound for a pint of draft peroni it was just I, I, new japan really need to make that a yearly home because i'll tell you what to sell seven thousand tickets do you know what i mean it's Pretty impressive, considering they hadn't announced any matches when they sold the bulk of those tickets. Compare it to the G1 in Dallas. The G1. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They need to bring a day of the G1 over here, I think. Because that crowd... I, I think, Danny, it was one of the best <gasps> crowds in wrestling I, I've been involved in at a show. Apart from the odd stupid chant, they reacted to everything in the right way. It was... They knew everything. That was a smart crowd, weren't it? It weren't a crowd that, like... I thought it might be, like half WWE crowd who've just gone to like, you know, because there's wrestling on. And then, but that crowd knew exactly. They knew all the wrestlers. They knew how to react for all the stuff. It, it was excellent. I don't have a bad word to say about it, which was fucking mad. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest with you. The, listening to a couple of reviews of the show over the course, both American and British, and I'm getting a bit fucking sick of the way People are the people who described this crowd as a smart crowd, and they said there was no bullet bullet club t-shirts or there was no bullet club clappers in. I just think stop being such a fucking elitist snob. If wow, people want what's that, what so like they were, they were saying they're only they're basically all elite fans, is what they're saying. They only liked the bullet club because it was Adam Cole, it was the books, it was Cody, and Kenny. Um, after that. It's just they were. It's not a nice way of describing somebody. It was it was done with that real smarky, snipey um, tone, and I don't like it. Um, people will go and watch wrestling shows. I don't care if somebody turns up in the WWF t-shirt if they turn up right. in the WWE t-shirt. Don't care if they turn up in the Liverpool shirt. Um, oh, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Did you see that guy, Danny? And he had a, a green John Cena shirt on. He had the green yeah, John Cena wrist. <laughs> the, the hat. And you know what? Everyone was loved him. There was I when I went past him. There was actually two people posing for pictures with him, and I thought that's great. And that's yeah. exactly what what I mean. Just come on what you want. It's a wrestling show. Be accepting of people. Don't be like uh, anyway. I'll get past this now. But it, it was it was. A, it was a really good show. I didn't. You, you were talking before when we were in the pub, and you were saying, "Well, I'm really not looking forward to after the show because I'm really not looking forward to the tag teams." Do you know what uh, it was, Danny? Why on. I was like that, right? Basically, I'd watched the G1, yeah, right, and I just thought I was drained with wrestling. I'd not watched wrestling for three weeks, yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you, my interest. It just sort of like been waning, really. I was just like, right, football season's back. I'm just going to watch football. 
I mean, I was going to London last weekend to just purely, I wasn't looking forward to either show. I was going purely to just have a good weekend with my mates, basically. Do you know what I mean? Which we was having. So, but by the time Okada Suzuki had finished, that had all been forgotten about. I was planning my trip to WrestleMania weekend. I was checking my form for flights to Tokyo. I'm back. You've been annoying Danny and, yeah. You are. All week. All week. Tampa, baby. Right. So, uh, yeah, we, we got this started with, uh, again, not a match I expected much of. Um, Rapongi 3K, who, Rocky Romero, um, defeated Ren Narita, uh, Taguchi, and the shooter himself. Um, it was really good opener, wasn't it? Really fun opener. Yeah, the crowd, the crowd were into it. It was good to see uh, Ren Narita and show. I think Ren Narita is actually quite tall in real life. I never really noticed it before. But yeah, um, it was really good. Obviously, Rocky Romero is really over in the UK because he's always, I think he's always over in he really for like Rev. Perhaps seen him at Rev Pro about three or four times now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I respect Rocky Romero. I think he reminded everyone in the uh, best of the Super Juniors that he's not just here to commentate. He can still go because he had some great matches in that tournament. And but yeah, it was a nice opener. It was just I don't it, what, the noticeable thing about this show, Danny, for someone who's basically most of the wrestling shows I've been to is WWE and then a few independents is the pacing of it. There was no fucking about. It was like, let's get the wrestlers yes. in the ring, get the match going, and let's get the next match going. It was, it, was, it was It was as soon It was as soon as somebody was out behind the curtain from one match, the referee was running to the ring for the next, and then the music hit, and it was just, as you say, it was that. And that's great. You, you don't, as a fan, you don't want to be fucking about. You want to see what you want to come for, yeah. and well, that's the wrestling show. Look at the adverts. I know that it can't be helped, but when you go to the Raw and SmackDowns in America for WrestleMania weekend, by the time SmackDowns finish, you are sick to death of seeing those adverts. If I've seen Triple H and Stephanie McMahon do that singing thing with a New Day once, I've seen it about 20 uh, times. <laughs> but the thing is, they do with house shows now as well. Do they? matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, um, that, that was about as up to about two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So... But it's not just WWE. It's not even Progress or Rev Pro when they'll they'll have their intermissions and they'll have the they'll have people and sometimes they can be very welcome. But they'll have things between it, whether it's people talking and the day. It's like get on with it and put the fucking matches on. Yeah, that's all you want, and it. We're just there for the matches, especially on like the big shows, especially when it's New Japan. That's so that's what you're basically there for. Um, next, Danny, we had Kota Ibushi and Juice versus Hujiro. We was disappointed. Uh, I can't think of her name. She wasn't there. Uh, what's she called? Do you know what I mean? Hujiro's there. Uh, oh, oh uh, you know the, what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. The, his uh, valet. Yeah, his valet wasn't there. We had Hikaleo instead. Um, great. Um, but yeah, I think Hikaleo's improved slowly a little bit. Yeah, um, I think he's. I think I totally agree with that. Uh, he, he looked all right in the Rev Pro match that I saw the night before. For, for what I saw of it, he looked fine here. Uh, Ibushi and Juice are an interesting team, shall we say? This was just—it was just your typical New Japan tag. It was basically there so the crowd could get to see Kota and Juice. And I, I was looking at the tag matches, Danny. Say when New Japan come over next, the big stars that are in tag matches like Unitos, Osprey, Ibushi—you can put them in big singles matches next time you come over. Um, mm. There's, do you know what I mean? Like, you can save that for next time. So, yeah, these tag matches, they were fun. Um, 
the Osprey Eagles tag match I thought was really good against Ishimori well, yeah. and ELP. And if you remember, we were criticising this because of where Osprey was placed yeah, on the yeah, card. Yeah. They come out in matching gear. They come out as a tag team. Um, they call themselves the Birds of Prey. Um, yeah, and Phantasmo Ishimori, as we know, ELP's improved over the course of the last 18 months tremendously. And Ishimori, there's nothing more needs to be said about him. Um, but you know what? After moaning about it last week, I've got to say I was put in my place. Um, it was a really good, enjoyable tag match. Yeah, it did its job. Osprey and Eagles got the win. Um, they're now having a match for the junior tag belts against Ishimori and ELP at one of the destruction shows. I think it's main event in the show. It might be at Corican. Uh, it's main event in the show. And you know, a main event at Corican for these belts, these four. In, not, It's not the third match on the show. It's the main event. They're going to go out there, and that is going to be a great tag team match. Yeah, it seems like they're really... Um... The, the junior tag division seems to be where it's at at the moment. There's, um, the, 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 I think Aussie Open coming into the, the heavyweight tag division has actually breathed a little bit of new life into it. That it's, it's really need, needed because it's been the same couple of guys throughout the last two and a half years that have held that title. So yeah, great to see, uh, great to see that on a Corrigan yeah, Hall show as a main event as well. Yeah, yeah. So, Danny, I'm going to go and restart my dryer as I'll let you talk about Sonada. <laughs> right, again, uh, I seem to get stuck with Sonada because of his dryer. Um, uh, again, ultimately, one of those talented wrestlers uh, about, they love him in Japan. They absolutely adore him. Um, and I've got to be honest, he was loved here um, by this crowd. Fantastic, fantastic entrance uh, for, for both Naito and Sonada. Crowd really behind them. They defeated uh, Chase Owens, Jay White, with um, this with Gado, with Gado as well. It, it was with them. Um, a, a good, it was a good, good little match. Uh, it was a Tetsu Unito T-shirt match. Um, he didn't put a great deal out there, um, but what it did do is after. A, a fantastic match, high high energy and high pace match between um, Eagles and Osprey and Fantasma and Ishimori. It sets us up for another really high paced and probably the the best I've seen Gorillas of Destiny in, in quite a long time. Um, so it it stood its place in the match and it stood its place on the card, should I say? It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It was just there. Um, Dan, are you back with us? Yeah, it was all right, weren't it? I think the best it part was. of it was the dueling chance from the night before. Yeah, and the, um, the, the obviously Sonata did that horrible paradise lock a couple of times as well. Oh, I thought, I thought you'd moved on off. to the uh, next one. Not quite yet. I was just about to. I was um, So, Gorilla's Destiny again um, with Jardo this time and a defeat Aussie Open. And it was about 15 minutes long, this match. And it was, as I say, the best I've seen Gorillas of Destiny in a long time. Aussie Open, I think, did themselves did themselves proud uh, for, for New Japan. I know they've been there before while Andy Q's been running shows in Altrincham. But it's, um, I think they've really put themselves out there to the audience. The dueling chance continued, as Dan said. Then you'd like to add to that, mate? It was a really good match. Do you know what I mean? I, I think... I think since New Japan aren't going to fuck about with their booking for anyone, 
Um, so obviously, GLD picked up the win. Um, but yeah, Aussie Open were just there to prove themselves. And I'm hoping that they're going to be called into New Japan. Do you know what I mean? Actually get to have a tour over there in Japan, maybe for the World Tag League um, in winter, something like that. I think you get get Aussie Open in there, because this tag division, I'm sick of seeing uh, G.O.D. against Evil and Sonata every month. So, yeah, yeah it's, it, they've really got to mix it up. Just they? sign them before WWE try to sign them, basically. Okay. Um, then we move on to um, the never open way title match, Kenta versus the champion Tomoro Ishii, um, Tomohiro Ishii. Um, what a reception Ishii got in this match. When he come walking out like like uh, a pit bull, what a reception he got from this crowd. Yeah, he's loved in, in, in the UK. I met him the night before, didn't I? Have you seen the picture? You did, where you're looking at one camera and he's looking at another. Yeah, <laughs> great picture, great picture. But yeah, so I met him, I was like, I thought, do you know, I hate the fact that wrestlers charge for pictures. I'll never pay it. And I thought, do you know what? That man deserves some of my money. So I went over there. I prepared. I had two tenors. Thought, I'll give him 20 quid. He's given me some great matches. I was like, how much for a picture, mate? He was like, 10. I was like, oh, excellent. Chucked him a tenner, got me picture. Thought about giving him the other tenner. But then I thought, yeah, six pound for a pint of record, for a can of record. Then I'll keep it in my pocket. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, that was great meeting Ishii. Um... This match, Danny, obviously, at the time, I, obviously, we have a bit of banter going on that I joke with you that Kent was terrible, which he's not. He wasn't great in this match, but as we later oh, found no, out... Oh, hang on, is this a joke, is it? What? Because I never knew you'd been joking with me. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm, what, do yes. you really think? I think Kent is terrible. Carry on. Basically, yeah, so I always wind Danny up that Kent is, like, horrific. Obviously, he's a solid to... Average, <laughs> I'm joking. He, he's a good to very good worker. He's not the same Kenta that he was 10 years ago or whatever, but he's not going to be, is he really? Um, but yeah, so this was a really good match. It was a shame what happened that later we found out was the concussion. I thought maybe Kenta, uh, I don't know, maybe he'd been out um, on the lash the night before or something. He was slipping off ropes. He was not kicking out of finishing moves. I, I thought so. I thought, how the hell did we not think, Danny? Oh, I think he might be concussed. Do you know what I mean? It never yeah. came into our heads. Well, it's, uh, it was the last few minutes of the match, wasn't it? And as you said, he sort of botched the suplex when he, he hadn't held himself up like he would normally do. He there was a he didn't kick out of a tag. Uh, sorry, a, a pinfall. Um, but can I just say as well, Cancer got Cancer who was loved by people of my age group um, over here because Noah used to come over here and do shows. So Cancer got um, and as well as where he did the Ring of Honor. Kenta was loved by, you know, a lot of the people of my age group. How good was the heel reaction that Kenta got when yeah, he walked into the it? Yeah, it really, it's to, to turn yourself around. And as I say, he has had a couple of dodgy matches in New Japan. I think he's starting to turn the corner now. But unfortunately, that concussion hasn't helped. Um, what was your favourite match of the night before we go into this? Because it's got to be one of the next two. I think I already know which one it is, but... Well, seeing the fact that I went to go and get you a beer and my poster for the Sabre Tanahashi <laughs> match, I only I saw the last five so. minutes, didn't I? Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. So, I, I thought, do you know what I mean? I thought I wanted to go and get a drink for the main event. I wanted to go and get my poster while the merch stands were quiet. I feel like I've seen this match about six times. I thought, I know Tanahashi's going to win this match, so I'll just try and get back to my seat for the 
conclusion of the match. I can seriously, honestly, you can basically call this match in your head. I've seen it that many yeah. times at this point. Um, it's it's yeah. still good to watch, though. And oh, I think yeah, of course. Cool. Yeah. The, the reason I enjoyed it the most, and I'll always say this, I've seen lots of Zack Sabre Jr. matches live, and I always prefer watching Zack Sabre Jr. on the TV because you get to see the intricacy of what he does better on the TV with the camera's positions than you do when you're live. And especially when you're working, when you're live and you're, it's a flat fall and there's no, uh, there's no bleachers because you're looking up to the ring and it's hard to yeah. appreciate what he's doing. Like that Tyler um, Bate, Tyler Bate, Zack Sabre matchup was better on the VOD than it was live. Yeah. And this was, we were, and the reason I was looking forward to this is because I knew I was actually going to get to enjoy it. As I say, first row on the balcony, um, near enough the centre of the ring, Great one to watch for me. Uh, it took everything in, and also somebody bought me a beer as well, so that was uh, that was nice. So thank you, Dan. Um, yeah. And we move on to my one. We were talking about this the other night off air, and we were saying about different people's perspectives of great matches. This to me was the favorite, my favorite kind of wrestling, the kind of wrestling I like best. Done perfect, perfectly, absolutely perfectly. It was Kazuchika Okada, Okada versus Minoru Suzuki, and what was the crowd like for this night? Oh, they were amazing. It, I one of my favorite things to do about wrestling is to criticize the crowd, and they were just great for this match. They helped the match, which is what it's there for. Do you know what I mean? They're not there to get themselves over <clears throat> Neil. Um, so basically. It was they were just a great crowd, a really, really great crowd for this match. Um I don't know things well that I noticed. This match, this I was watching this match, Danny, and I was I just thought, I've got to go. Gotta to go to as many of these wrestling trips that I have to. Because the enjoyment that I got out of this match live is up there with North End coming back from 2-0 down to win 3-2 in the last minute. I loved this match. It was great. We had such a great view for it. The thing that I noticed, Danny, for the for the most of the show, we'd be like talking, you know, like about like the wrestlers in the ring and stuff like that. We'd be discussing, and for this match, we barely said a word to each other because we were that transfixed on the match, um, enjoying the match. I just thought, I, I'm trying to think. I think <clears throat> it's my favorite match I've watched live. I'm trying to think of another one. Obviously, we had Danielson against McGuinness. Uh, but I was a bit younger then to appreciate how great it was. Uh, I loved Okada against Jay White in MSG. Just seeing Okada win the belt in MSG. So, for me, I think this match might be my favourite live. It's definitely my favourite live arena match that I've watched. It was just yeah. on another level. But, yeah, yeah, well, that, that's, uh, that's that, I don't think we say much more about this. Simple, subtle wrestling done to the highest, highest um precision that you can get as far as I'm, I'm concerned striking drop kicks slams reversals submissions and as i say done perfectly um and let's not forget minoru suzuki is not a young man um but let's also not forget either as we said i said to dan on, on the day kazuchika okada is 31 yeah He's not in his prime yet. We've got another 10 years of him in his prime to come. And 
it speaks speaks volumes about um, New Japan, especially their their system of bringing people up. You know, let's not forget it wasn't so long ago the uh, a card that was on excursion with TNA. Um, these the the way things are done there through the dojo system, it's it, it's going to spark many, many, many more stars. And now that people know about it as well, you look at the likes of Jay White, who's not my favorite wrestler, but he found out about the dojo. He went there, Finn Balor, also spent time in the dojo. It, it's it, it's going to change wrestling, um, and I love the fact that it's teaching them basics and fundamentals done well. I think you could probably shed a bit more light on this because you've been watching the uh, the Young Lions tournaments, haven't you? Yeah. It, 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 the, 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 there's good there's some stars coming through that show. Ermino's great. Um, Renderita's great. I've never seen this. Alex, Alex Cochran came out, and I thought, I don't think I've seen him. So I watched this match, and I thought, fuck me, he's great. His chops were vicious. He was great in the match. And then last night, I can't think of his name. What match did I watch last night? It was Michael Richards against, might have been Renderita. But either way, it was, who was it? Uh, anyway, it, it was Michael Richards against... It might have been Yota Suji. Anyway, Uimura. Uimura against Michael Richards. This match was great. It would have been... You could have put that match, Danny, third from the top on a big New Japan show. It was just great. I just love the... I love watching the Young Lions matches because it's just the fundamentals. They're not going to... Do you know what I mean? They're just going to stick to yeah. the ring. They're going to have 10 minutes. They're going to have a clean finish, probably by submission. That's it. I, I love uh, I love watching those sort of matches. I think you're a bit too uh, too too young for too yeah too young for this, but it reminds me of the uh, the old uh, Sega Wrestle War uh, on the Mega Drive. Um, you could only do about I think you could do four striking moves and four grappling moves, but you know what? It was a great game, um, and, and I think that's what the, uh, the young lines remind me of sometimes because they are very unflashy. They do use the be- the best of the fundamentals, so. That's what it reminds me of. From here, I really enjoyed this match. Probably not to the to the extent that Dan did. We left me and Chris. We went and headed not, back to not, the hotel. Not to the extent that I did. Oh. No, I wouldn't say it was the be- I really, really enjoyed it. But it, I wouldn't say that it's one of the best matches I've seen. Like, I'd say the- one of the best matches, but not the what's best match. The best, what's the best you've seen live? Um, still to this day, it's either going to be um, the Daniel Bryan Danielson versus um, Nigel McGuinness or um, the triple threat between uh, Will Ospreay, Marty Scale, and AJ Styles for the uh, for the Rev Pro title. Um, the ones I've seen live. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it's... Um, it's certainly it's certainly up there, but they're they're my favourite ones. But anyway, it was a great great time. Me and Chris went home because we we we, we were a bit boring. We had a quick drink and then we went back to the uh, back to our hotel. But you had even more wrestling to come, didn't you? Yeah, we went out to watch All Out at one of the Hupton uh, events. It was I don't know. I was tired. Neil was being annoying. Sorry, Neil, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, it was it was a long night. Yeah, so I, I made it for about halfway through that all-out show. And, and that, that, was, that was it, basically. I went back to the hostel at about 
four a.m. Oh, she so didn't. You didn't watch it all then, no. No, I I think Neil ordered like sambukas and Jaeger bombs, and he was talking to me, Daddy. Right, he's talking to me, and, and it's just like it's like this. I was like, <laughs> I said, Neil, I said nothing. I can't tell what you're saying, and he he'd try and explain what he was trying to say to me, and he'd just give up halfway through. And then, so that happened. Then he ordered a Jaeger bomb, and I just thought, do you know what? I'm just gonna go. I thought I'm just gonna go. I can't be bothered. Um, so yeah, so I just went. Went about four o'clock during the Cody match. Thought, I'm not going to enjoy this. I'll sooner just watch it on on demand. So it's about, I get back to the hostel about four o'clock, about half five. Neil's walking in, banging everywhere, snoring. I shouted, Grow up, Neil. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he, he shut up then. And then I woke back up at about half seven. All I could hear was Neil in his sleep going, Liam. I thought, Why is he shouting Liam's name in his sleep? There's the hostel that we're in. There's three beds on top of each other. Um, the daylight, sh- there's no blinds on the windows. The daylight's shining through. I can just hear cars going past, and I thought, <laughs> you know what? I've got a little girl. I'm The plan was to get a later train. I'm just going to go to Houston, get the first train, and go and spend the day with my little girl. And that is what I did. Um, but, yeah, I thought I'd be hungover, but I was fine on Sunday, pretty much. It's oh, more just tired. Bastard. Yeah, you've gone past it, mate. You've gone past it. I watched, um, I, I watched All Out the next day. Um, probably my least favourite card that AW have done. Oh, um, really? Yeah, it's between that and um, Fighter Fest. Um, Fight for the Fall, and that was the worst one I felt. That's what I meant. The one that was outside. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the one I meant, sorry. Um uh, yeah, it wasn't. It, it was still good. I, I still enjoyed it, but it, it, it wasn't. I, I don't think if this is going to be their mm, WrestleMania or their big signpost events or marquee events for the year, they've got to do better than that. Um, yeah. I expected more. I think, Danny, I th- until with AEW, like, I didn't really think the show was great. But you tend to give them a bit more of a chance. I think they need TV first before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They need Bill. They need Bill. They need, you can't judge them until six months of TV, I don't think. No, that, that, that's fair, mate. I'd even go so far as to say give them a year. But um, what they have done very, very well is do, and, and it's to the point where it's probably been overlooked. They've been able to do the build so well on social media. Um, Give them the due for that because hardly anybody saw them about their inability to do a build on weekly TV because nobody's really noticed yet because they're doing it via social media and nobody else is doing that um, and doing it as well as they can. So it was a re- it was a good show. I enjoyed the show. I could sit. I could happily sit down and watch it again. However, if this is their big marquee event, they, they need to start looking looking. You know, it needs to be better in the future. Yeah, I think they, they need. I think I don't know. I think All Out should be their version of SummerSlam. Double or Nothing should be their version of I don't know the Royal Rumble, whatever. And then I think they need a, a show. So obviously they've got this full gear show in November. Yeah, so they need mm. a show basically in between November and May. So you either make Double or Double or Nothing your wrestle. I think they need a show that's like a stadium show. Do you know what I mean? Like a big wrestle. They need somehow to make a show like a WrestleMania. 
I don't know what they call uh, it, what they do. I think you've got to give them a bit a bit more time to do. What about what about you know the um have you ever seen when ROH used to do the um, I can't remember what it's called now, but it, they used to do it in a baseball stadium. I think I've seen one and it was like empty. Yeah. Well, the reason they're in baseball stadiums is obviously because you can get the the, the two stands sort of coming together um, and you can put a corner, uh, a people in a corner, but it's actually you can get quite a lot of people in. I don't think, this, I don't think they're going to get more than 40,000 coming um, to a huge event, uh, at least not yet. Yeah, but there's um, the, the stadiums that hold 40,000 that they can get in there. In the, the, like one I of the think, MLS arenas? Like yeah, like yeah, something like, like what, There was a WWE show. I think, was it in, uh, it might be in this year's Royal Rumble in Phoenix, and I'm sure that was only 40,000. Yeah, I think it was a bit more, wasn't it? it was, yeah, it was It was the Rumble. Uh, and again, that was in a baseball stadium. Yeah, so um, just do it in and make it feel like WrestleMania. Get loads of in... I, for me, I... I would go to an AEW version of WrestleMania over the actual WrestleMania. If I said, like, I was talking to someone about this, like, why someone said, why are you going to WrestleMania? You don't like WWE. And it's like, I don't dislike WWE. I think they're pricks, but I I still enjoy the products at times. But and it's the it, whole experience. It's the it? whole, it's like a wrestling festival sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas it's like, I, I, I do ha- obviously double or nothing next May is going to be in Vegas again. Cause they've said they're going to go back to Vegas. Right. I'd go there. That's a great location. But I'd want to know that I'm not just going to fly halfway around the world for one wrestling show. I want to go and know I'm going to be able to choose for like, do you know what I mean? Like I'm more excited to go to say Bloodsport in Tampa or the GCW shows or even Rev Pro usually are all right at WrestleMania weekend. The WrestleCon Super Shows. I know that if WrestleMania is crap, I've got all that. Do you know what I mean? So... For me, I think AEW need a show where they get loads of like follow-ons. Is that what's the word for it? You know what I mean? Not follow-ons. Um, you know what I mean? That, that describes like people, people tagging onto their yeah, events. Yeah, 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 like that. Do you know what I mean? If they have something like that, then I'd go. But I'm not going to travel to like a great destination just for one AEW show and a couple of starcasts. I'm not going to do that. No, but it's, it's... they need their version of WrestleMania. Where they get all these tag along shows going, I think. But yeah. the fact that WWE seem to be involved with most of the best indies that are around, that might not happen. Well, you don't know. There's a lot of big, big indies in America that aren't that aren't involved yeah. with WWE. So, um, and obviously they've been using the network of them to build the storylines up. You know, over the course of the last year, haven't they? Or the course of the last eight, nine months. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Triple A might be, become involved. But uh, speaking about blood sports, actually, the blood sports is on next weekend um, from Atlantic City, um, and it's on Fight TV, I think. Um, so if you want to get a get hold of that, you can get ten pound credits uh, if you use somebody's code as well, free credits. And I think the uh, the event is twenty dollars. I've already booked it. Um, if anyone loves Big Hoss and strong style wrestling, give it a watch. It's fantastic. It's on next weekend. Uh, I think it's a Friday. Uh, sorry, the Saturday. Uh, but speaking of next weekend, I've got another little trip coming up, and I'm going down to Ali Pali and also the first visit for the um, 
to the electric ballroom after having been a progress fan for many, many years. Um, looking forward to the big September show. I think it's called Still Chasing. Um, Ali Pally, I've said before, if you've heard me, one of my favourite places in the UK to watch wrestling, great sight lines. They set the merch table up well. They've got nice little tr- craft beer trucks to come in to supplement the bars that are already there. And more importantly, I'm going down there with some friends who will have get drunk and um, have good times with, as I had a fantastic time last weekend um, for Rev Pro and for New Japan as well. So I'm looking forward very much to that. If you are in the area, if you're at the Natural Progression Series, if you're at Ali Pali, come and say hello. Um, you can catch us on the Twitter accounts. My one is at Danny WNFM. So Wrestling Newspaper FM at Danny WNFM. And we can catch up from there. Um, but yeah, looking forward to another good weekend. We've got clashes there. Is it Clash of Champions coming up? That we've got? Is it Clash of Champions or Night of yeah, Champions? Cool. I can never... Clash of Champions, Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, you have picked out the worst card, worst match on the card for comedy yeah. effect. There. To be fair, I'm looking for the best thing in WWE at the moment is the women's feud: Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha. Yeah. They're the best things that's going on. Nothing else. I'm not interested really in Seth against Braun, but the women's stuff's good. Give them the main event. Mm. Um, the other thing as well is the you know the uh, I watched two hundred five live. I haven't watched this week's one yet, but I will watch it. Uh, it's still knocking it out the park every week. If you just want to watch good, clean pro wrestling, don't watch that for an hour. It'll that you can while away a day. Um, so yeah, that's um, that that's from me. That's all I need to talk about. Dan, is there any points you want to finish on? No, nothing really. It was just a great weekend, wasn't it? I had a good time. We watched a great show. We watched an all right show. We had a good. I had a good time. Yeah, Chris. Chris, yeah. what a funny guy Chris is. Oh, Chris is Chris is the just the nicest nicest person ever. I'd um, I got the tickets and the hotel um, because it, he he just needed a couple of days before he got paid. Um, so I said, well, I'll just pay for it, um, but. And you can give me it when you're ready, which of course he did. And I got to the hotel room and he bought me my uh, WrestleMania 33 souvenir cup, which is the only one I didn't have from the WrestleManias I attended because he was sold out when I went together. He bought me one of them and he'd also bought me six cans of beer to say thank you. He is just a lovely, lovely kid. Um, Chris, love you. I can't wait for Tokyo. Seriously, I can't wait, Danny. When when we when we thinking of uh, booking the flights? When's the actual plan for that? Is there a date where we're thinking right? Let's book I think it. we we talked about September October, um, but it depends on the flights, doesn't it? Yeah. So I've just about got the money now ready. Um, so if we ever need to book it, and then Tampa, obviously. <laughs> What are you sixty percent in for WrestleMania? Did you say sixty, sixty-five, or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, when, when's the next time we'll do a show? Maybe uh, review the Clash of the Champions show. Or are you not planning on watching that? We could maybe yeah, talk no, about I'm the looking, weekend at Progress. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Clash of Champions show. Actually, we've got a few shows stuff for us. Bloodsports from Atlantic City, Clash of Champions, and also. That that so it's another big weekend for me. Not this weekend, but next weekend. 
Yeah, class. So what we'll do, we'll do a show when you're back and ready on uh, Clash of the Champions, Progress and Bloodsport. Yeah. Mm. Are you going to watch the Bloodsport show in London live? Uh, I don't know. Um, Matty gets, uh, I'm going with Matty um, and he's a red. He wants me to, he wants me to watch the Liverpool with him as well, but that's all right because uh, Newcastle, um, but Si and um, Keith uh, are down from Newcastle, so I might invite them to come and watch it with us. So that if he gets too mouthy, one of them might give him a might give him a belt. So that might work. Um, yeah. Um, so, but Matty's as lovely as he is. Um, he, he, you know, he, he likes to do things like get drunk and do forward rolls, and um, he's beautiful. But at the same time, I don't know whether. He'll be too playful um, to watch the uh, Bloodsport main event uh, at that point. So we'll see what happens. Um, so, yeah, that, they're really busy. Another busy weekend, the rest of for me to look forward to. And, yeah, I think we, we can leave it at that. Yeah, so, so we will be back, everyone, to uh, talk about Danny's experience at the big progress at Lee Pally show. Excellent. Clash of Champions and... Bloodsport. So that'll be what? Probably like two weeks. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to getting back to you. Yeah, sorted. So thanks everyone for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we will see you again next time. See you later. <laughs>